Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of My Orgasmic Life. Um, okay, make sure you check the content warning. Um, we're going to talk about some kink and BDSM. And uh, make sure the content warning, you kind of dived into it so you know what you've gotten yourself into. Okay? All right. So I'm going to share with you how I am now collared and owned by my master. And, um, and we're going to talk about how that all transpired. Okay? So in other in you know other episodes around kink and BDSM, you know I've often talked about how you know I am you know I am all about ethical world domination and that I have an overlord. <laughs> it goes overlord, then me dominate the world. Okay, so that's the that's the structure that works best for me, and it really works best for you, the rest of the world. <laughs> keeping me keeping, keeping track of me. So I don't run a buck. Um, so how do I want to start? Where do I want to start? Okay. So I want to start with, um, over the years. So my, my master, my owner, um, and first of all, okay. So before we get into this, I need to kind of do some, just a I just need to talk about a couple of things before we get right into it. So first of all, I, when I say owned, collared, dominated, all of this is ethical and consensual. And this is in the eyes of BDSM. Okay. So um, it's really important that um, we're not talking about non-consensual. Non-consensual slavery is not okay. A non-consensual ownership is not okay. Control in ownership without consent is not okay. All right. So, you know, I don't support any of those things, but what I'm going to share, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to throughout this conversation, I'm not going to say consensually owned or ethically owned, or I'm not going to use that language, but I want you to understand that him and I have had years and years and years and years and years of conversations and negotiations and communication around what this would look like, how this would go, what would happen, all the things. And I 
came from this beautiful place of surrendering and the gift that he's given me over the years is to teach me how to surrender and how to feel safe and how to let go of control so that I can surrender. Okay. So everything that I'm going to share with you is all, it's been a 28 year <laughs> adventure to get where we are now. Okay. And everything that I have agreed to do is from no, not from any kind of coercive stay employed, abusive place, or non-consensual place. It's all from a place of love and empowerment and consent. Okay. So I needed to say that before we get into this conversation. And I also give you permission if this conversation may be triggering for you, that's okay. If you have any kind of trauma space that uh, this might trigger you, then don't listen to today's episode. That's okay. Go find one that really resonates with you, which is why I always encourage you to look at the read what I'm going to talk about so that you can be like, oh, I think I'm going to be okay with that. Or, oh no, that's not my jam today and I'm not going to be okay with that. So take care of you. Okay. I give you permission to take care of you. Okay. So let's do a backstory. Um, so 28 years ago, when I was a young lass, <laughs> I met my master and, uh, back then he was just my lover and my boyfriend at the time. And I remember, see, before I had lots of sex before it before that and be when I was in my early 20s uh so I had had lots of lovers and lots of partners and lots of great epic sex and you know I've had you know awesome awesome experiences sexually consensually sexually I've had amazing at that point amazing experiences. but one of the things that is very much has always been the case about me is I'm very dominant I take what I want <laughs> Consensually, of course. Um, you know, I embrace my sexuality. I ask for what I need. I take what I want. I, you know, um, I don't, I'm not submissive sexually or in life at all. That's not my nature, typically. My nature is large and in charge. And, and, and over the years, it's been large and in charge as I've, it's actually really beautiful. As I've learned to surrender and um, through this journey with my master, it has changed how I am large and in charge in the world. And that's why I've come to this place where it's very important for me to have this balance in order to create balance for me, which creates balance for others and how I move with the rest of the world. So, as over the you know 28 years that he's been in my life in all different incarnations, he's been my partner, he's been my lover, he's been my common law husband, he's been my, you know, roommate, he's been my friend, he's, you know, and periodically, you know, he has domed me. But from the very first time we ever had sex, he dominated me and I didn't realize that that was what it was. And I gave it up really easy. I, I, and I just want to, sh and I want to share this with you. So I remember one of the first times we ever had sex, I was in my, I think I was 20. Um, and, you know, I did my normal, like throw him on the bed, rip his clothes off, you know, you know, go down on him, have my way. 
and then you know you know i get on top of him and and then he just like he's all good with that great time all kind of stuff and then all of a sudden there's like this change in his look and his eyes and he just kind of flips me over and you know now i'm on the bottom he's on the top and you know and he has these piercing blue eyes that are like i feel like prey which is hot i've never wanted to feel like prey before <laughs> but i was like oh this is hot it was like he felt like he was like he was he's a predator and i was prey and he was taking his prey and something inside me opened up in that moment that had never really presented itself for me sexually before which was I was okay with being prey and it's kind of hot to be prey. And I'm like, yes, take me. I want you to take me. Do, you know, have your way with me. I can just surrender into receiving the experience instead of orchestrating the experience or guiding the experience or controlling the experience that I could be in. And what it did was allowed me to go into a deeper level of pleasure that I didn't know I was capable of that happens when you are able to release and surrender and let go which then created more intensity in my orgasms more intensity and all sorts of things which created a more capacity a bigger capacity for my sexual capacity basically my orgasmic my pleasure all of it it started to grow all because he looked at me with those piercing blue eyes I was like, okay, <laughs> here's my neck. Go ahead, take me. And over the years of being in each other's lives, we've always had mad, 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 mad chemistry, like insane, like the kind of things that they write books and poetry and write songs about. Um, and even today, after 28 years of knowing each other, we can't be around each other without getting horny. So there's that. Awesome. Who doesn't want that, right? So over the years of my evolution, of my sexual evolution, my development, my personal development, learning to surrender, learning to feel safe, learning to let go of control, um, each layer that I explored with him allowed me to experience the world differently and move differently. So I became less of a control freak boss bitch into more of a guided holding space for people. And then, you know, and the more that I surrendered to him, the more I was able to hold space so that others could surrender in my presence, which makes me a fantastic Empress Gaia because very control freak alpha subs can come and hang out with me and I know what they're going through and I can hold space for them to actually surrender to let go of control and to feel safe to let go of control because that has been my journey and he has given me this beautiful gift over the years allowing me to you know slowly very slowly um, evolve into the place that we are in now so the last year and a half, yeah, we're almost about a year and a half now. The last year and a half, um, we decided, like our relationships had changed, dynamics had changed. We still were, you know, we were roommates and then we were kind of lovers. And, you know, I went and got married and not to him, to somebody else. And, 
I moved out to the, the newest resort and then, you know, I moved, you know, I moved back to where my dungeon is. And, and in that time frame, you know, we had a really serious conversation about, okay, what is it that we want within our relationship dynamics? And he proposed to me in that, okay, so we've done every evolution of relationships and, and for, they, they are always bumpy. They're always rough. The only one that really works well for the two of us is Dom Sup. And me being the submissive and him being the Dom. He's like, so I propose that that's the relationship we dynamic that we drop into and like give it a really good, like surrender into that. That's what the dynamic is, that's what the roles are. Let's live like that, let's do the things. And then at the end of, you know, a year, or for this case, because of some other things, it was like, you know, in February, basically, uh, this last February, um, if we want, then it's, we're going to make it permanent. And that is what our relationship dynamic is going to be forever. And I'm going to get colored and, um, you know, then I might get, you know, a tattoo. And so that's what we did. And so for the last year and a half, we have lived where he unless I am working, um, basically I'm in, uh, he owns me and I am in submission 24 seven when I'm at home, when I'm with him, unless I'm out with my people working, doing my doming, all those kind of things that doesn't get interfered with. But the rest of the time I am surrendering to him and he owns my, my sexy little ass. And so he also owned, and part of this was getting prepared that he also, part of that ownership agreement between the two of us was that he also owns and controls my sexuality. And now it's really important to understand as you know, that I'm coming from a very empowered place here. So if you've listened to me and listened to my adventures and listened to my life and all of those things, um, I'm all about, you know, in sexual empowerment. That is my jam. That is my thing. And so it may sound, if you're not into the kink world or BDSM world, it may sound counteractive or counterproductive or whatever. It may not make sense to you for me to say that I'm giving over my um, sexuality and in, uh, to him to be in charge of. And so that is really fascinating. And I, you know, I'm, it's like, we've been living that way. And so there's been lots this last year and a half and basically anybody who I want to have sex with, I have to run it by him. And um, if I want to have relationship dynamics or sexual dynamics, people have to run it by him. Um, you know, I want to have sex, you know, with my husband. Um, that's a free pass because of, we negotiated that and that's a, you know, that's a free pass. That's up to me. However, I want to navigate that my relationship with my husband sexually is, is, is fine. He's not part of that piece of it, but for the rest of the, the partners that I may have, that is the case. It gets run by him. Now, at first that was really, I thought that was going to be really challenging for me because I'm all about having a harem, being ethically non-monogamous, being poly. Um, it's part of my identity. It makes me who I am. Um, you know, I love the chase and, you know, the vetting process and the whole thing. 
And to like hand over all of that to somebody else seems like there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. However, that being said, um, turns out it's very easy. <laughs> and it's very easy because his whole mission in life is to expand my sexual experiences. So it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, I'm not good at taxes, so I have an accountant. You hire an accountant and you trust the accountant's got your back and does what he's booked. It's like, it's kind of, that's how I kind of look at it. It's like, he knows my sexuality better than anybody. And, and he knows my desires and, and who I am and what makes me tick and all things. So, and he wants to see me the most sexually liberated and the most sluttiest and the most, the most, the best version of that and the continual growth of that, because that's part of his arousal. So he's on it. So he's, he's like totally on taking care of that. And I don't have to think about it. It's kind of nice, actually. I don't have to do any bedding, <laughs> the worries, I don't have to deal with any of the drama. It's kind of nice, actually. So... I got collared three weeks, two weeks, three weeks ago, two to three weeks ago. I think about three weeks ago. And if you're watching, you can see this is my new forever collar. Isn't it very beautiful? It's this beautiful silver uh, necklace that has like beautiful, it has a beautiful ring and it has all like Celtic knots like. And so, it's, I thought I might freak out a little bit when he collared me that, you know, I might do some pushback because the truth is, is that, you know, for the most part, I'm pretty Zen and not much of a control freak, but sometimes, you know, throughout the years, there's been, that's been one of the problems within our relationship is that I surrender and then I freak out because I don't feel safe, like, because my own stuff, my own trauma and things like that. And then I like push back and then there's resistance. And so, I, I thought that when he put the collar on, like when we do new things, usually there's a whole little dance that happens, um, that there'd be some pushback. And I was a little worried that by wearing my collar, it might interfere in how I felt when I was working with clients or how it felt when I was showing up and being large and in charge in the world and doing my podcast. And um, I thought I, it would interfere, but actually it doesn't. This is really beautiful. Two beautiful things have happened. One, when I put it on, I don't sleep with it because I don't, I'm a nudist and I don't like to sleep with anything. So it's, I'm getting claustrophobic. <laughs> so, um, so in the morning when I wake up and I put on this beautiful, my beautiful forever collar, um, it's like this whole peace, like inner contentment, inner peace, inner I'm held, I'm loved, I'm taken care of, I'm supported, comes over my body. And it's like amazing. And then I go out in the world and I'm like spectacularly fabulous, big, large, and in charge, and all the wonderful things that is me in the world. Um, and, you know, as Empress Guy and all the things. And I can be more of those things because I'm not worried that I have to keep myself in check. So in anything, it's like opening that up. And then the third thing that's been really fascinating is that it's made me really horny. <laughs> and 
really opening up. I mean, you're going to be like, how could this, how could you open up any more sexually? But it is, it's opened me up sexually to this new sense of freedom because I don't need to worry that I'm going to get myself into trouble, that I'm going to take it too far. And so it's like, I have this beautiful, like, you know, it's almost like a, it feels like this collar for me feels like I'm wearing a parachute as I jump out of an airplane. Like you can jump out of the airplane and the whole time you're worried that you're going to die, or you may not even jump because you're afraid that you're going to die. But if you knew you have a parachute and you know your parachute works, then you can just like, you can just surrender and just jump out of that airplane and love every minute of it and pull the, pull the, you know, string when you need to pull it so that you don't die and smack into the earth. That's kind of how this collar feels for me. It feels like I'm wearing this beautiful parachute, which opens up all these beautiful possibilities of being more sexually liberated and more sexually free and more large and in charge in the world in a beautiful way. And like more of me, it's like, it gives me permission to be all of who I am, which has seemed to be like, I really surprised actually that that's how I feel. I didn't think I would feel that way. I thought it would feel the opposite. I thought it would feel like confining and like limitating. It doesn't, it like opens up all of these beautiful possibilities. So I wanted to share that's what's with you, that that's what's been going on for me is that, um, you know, I have my forever collar and I'm very beautifully happy and incredibly content and sexually free and liberated in ways I didn't even know I needed to be. Um, because again, when I was in charge of all of that, there was this, all of this stuff around taking it too far, going, getting myself into trouble, um, societal expectations and what it means as a woman that I'm not allowed to be as slutty as I want to be. And I got to be behave in a certain way. And I got it was like all these, like all these social norms and my own stuff. And it's like, all of a sudden I put this collar on. It's like, ah, it's none of my business. I don't have to worry about any of that. I just get to be me. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> so yeah. So I am owned forever. I have my forever collar. Um, the next stage in like the, the final stage in, in, in this, uh, commitment of ownership in this DS relationship, um, is for me to get tattooed. And so, um, that's going to happen probably within the next month or two. Um, I'm just waiting, dealing with some other, if you've listened to the last couple episodes, I'm just dealing with some health stuff that needs to be kind of cleared up before I go get tattooed and stuff. Um, and, uh, and then I'm going to have this beautiful tattoo that says property of and his initials. <laughs> and I can't believe you said to me two years ago that this is what I would first talk about on my podcast and two, doing it in my life. I'd be like, you're crazy there's no way there's no way the hardcore like radical feminist rah-rah power no one boss of me me would have said there's no fucking way and yet I feel and I and that's why I'm sharing this I'm like really I'm really leaning in and I really am sharing this journey because I think there's a lot of people who, and even my clients, I mean, you know, my, a lot of my clients who are very 
well, very me. They're like, they're like variations of me, very strong, very powerful, uh, have powerful jobs in the world. Like they're alpha personalities that this helps to create. If you find the right person, like it needs to be the right Dom, by the way, it's like not just any Dom it needs to be the right Dom that gets you and understands and create a, a containment space for you to surrender, to feel safe, to let go um you know to heal whatever the stuff is of why you need to be in charge all the time out of a place of not feeling safe in the world like there's some big pieces here and remember this was like a 28 year long game on his part <laughs> right um to get to this place that the truth is surrendering whether it's to uh, a higher power or surrendering to a higher power and somebody or surrendering to somebody or surrendering to a situation. The key, this is what I'm really finding, the key to true enlightenment and true empowerment is the surrender, is the letting go, is the I don't need to be in charge component. There's a huge difference between being a control freak and being in a state of control versus even leadership. All of those places change when you can learn that it's okay to let go. It's okay to surrender. Beautiful empowerment happens. Brilliance happens. So much of who I am has expanded into even a better, bigger, wonderful, more alive version of myself because I was holding myself into a limitation for fear of many things. And so releasing that and surrendering and, 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 and you know, basically surrendering certain things over to somebody else who can take charge of it, it's like opened me up to be bigger, better, more. And not to mention the most important piece is helped me to find contentment and inner tranquility and peace and Zen. And from that place, everything else is better. Everything, you can handle everything better. Your body functions better. Everything is better when we are really moving from a place of inner tranquility and peace. Now that may be, it may be the opposite. If you happen to be uh, somebody who is very uncomfortable taking charge or finding your voice or whatever, the, the key and the, the gifts that will come from you finding your voice and you being the one that's in charge is just as powerful as the other side, right? It's, it's, it's finding what is it, how can you use, and this is what I love about, this is what I really truly love about BDSM, right? And kink is that it opens when we're especially around the power dynamic, it opens us up to exploring and feeling and ask, uh, accessing the opposite of how we move necessarily in the world, in a safe environment, in a slow, steady growth, which then allows us to expand and be all of who we are, not just a part of who we are. I hope that's inspirational. I hope you've enjoyed our, you know, our episode today. 
And, um, you know, if you are like, okay, you know what, this sounds really fascinating. And I think I want to learn how to do either end of the spectrum, surrender or learn to dom. I'm your, I'm, I'm, I'm your girl. I'm your goddess. <laughs> um, reach out to me at empressgaia.com. Um, and then for all of your other coaching and other courses and support, um, you know, you can find me at guyamorissette.com. And I really, and if, if this has been quite intriguing for you, then also you really may really love some of the courses that I offer. Uh, I got Rope Extravaganza, BDSM membership program, which is amazing because you get to explore from the comfort of your own home, um, all the different kinks and fetishes that are out there and understanding. So that's amazing. Um, and then there, I have a, if you're very new to BDSM, I have a wonderful program called BDSM 101. So there's like lots of wonderful stuff available, resources that I can offer you to start your journey into finding what is the best balance, what balances you out, what is the best way in which you live to be the best version of yourself. Mwah. Until next time, bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator... Um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye. <laughs>